Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you type that little address in there, and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars, or five dollars, because I want to get the music, or ten dollars, because I want my name at the end of the show, or whatever reason you're going to be supporting the Sun Ranto Show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard, what, if you just want to help buy us tickets or beer. If you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Kobe Blue Blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto. Champions, my friend, Bono, Bono, Bobo, and we won a series in Cincy against the Reds. Bump, bump, bump. Hey, everybody, I'm Danny Rocket from the Sun Ranto Show, and I'm joined here with Old Times That Are Not Forgotten. How you doing? Uh, you're, you're beardless. I am. I have no hair on my face, and it is weird to yeah, see my face this you, way. Yeah, I'm kind of a little taken aback. You're yeah. kind of look, kind of look like a woman. <laughs> I'm mean, just kind of, kind of a little, little turned on to be honest. You yeah, know, it's. I don't yeah, know if I can get through the show. It it it's awkward looking, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I have a, I have an actual job interview coming up, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just shave off all this gray shit so that I look a little bit younger. Dude, I'm kind of with you right now. Like I, my my beard hair was long. I I trimmed it the other day. They're giant white straight hairs poking out of it, and then uh, and I was like, all right, that's making me look old. I'm gonna you know get that off, and I'm like, well, why don't I just do the whole thing? Because it's still white. 
Like if you're close enough to me, you still it's still freaking a pet, giant patches of white. And I'm and so then I'm at the barber today, which I never go to the barber because you know I had long hair for years. I used to have a mohawk, all, all the things I used to look like. And now I'm going to the barber. Like I'm like, all right, you're 47, get it together. You're not a punk rock kid, <laughs> even though you are. So, but check this out. Now I'm Danny with the good hair. You can kind of see. Yeah. And I, but I still I kept it a little long in the back. But you can see you can see the bald spot. It's so sad. Uh, I don't want to show yeah. it again. No, well, yeah, and and when I'm interviewing, when I'm going in for an interview for a job, it's like I just don't want to have it front and center that I'm old. I'm way older than anybody else interviewing yeah. for this fucking job. So I'm trying to get you know. Otherwise, I don't mind the gray hair. I I fucking kind of like it. Like I don't mind my beard being like that. Sometimes I actually do color it just for the fuck of it, and then. I get tired of that much quicker, but yeah, I, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we have a guest and he's sitting in the green room and he's probably looking at this and listening to this. He's like, that motherfucker doesn't look young at all, but yeah, yeah, we'll me, I, I, I look like maybe, uh, two years younger. Uh, see, I'm delusional. I think I look young. And Nicole, my girlfriend's like, uh, no, you don't like, it's like, <laughs> look at this picture of you. Then now look in the mirror. You old fuck. Uh, so no, Billy divorce coming on and he is, he is actually young. Like he's in his thirties. So he still has optimism and hope about life. Right. And, uh, totally young, young yeah. to us. He's he gonna, probably doesn't have a single gray hair on his fucking body. Yeah, probably not. And he, but he's going to come on. Well, he'll, we'll ask him when he comes on. Maybe he'll show us where his gray hairs <laughs> are. It's going to take a different turn today. Yeah. But we're going to recap the red series, which the Cubs won. Our friend Billy DeVore is a very funny comedian. He's going to come on and, uh, talk about that series with us and crawley i'll play a song anyway because i like it he may be along but he ran into a little 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 something something so uh hopefully he'll be by but i just wanted to mention that he's not here because he usually is and he wanted to be here it's not like he dissing him dissing us and i don't want everybody to be like hey where's crawley because he hasn't been on two shows in a row um all right well uh i guess anything else to start with before we bring on billy uh no, I, no. I uh, in the <laughs> in the uh, chat. The hell happened to Cotton's face? <laughs> yeah, Nick Nick Gentry's oh, mullet. <laughs> Somebody called out your mullet, Danny. I asked for a mullet, and I know that that's not what you're <laughs> supposed to do. But I showed him a picture of Morgan Wallen. Who are you? If you know who that is, it's the country singer who recently got a little bit in trouble. Because he said the N word, you know, because when he was drunk with his friends and he got caught on tape. But he's got really good songs. And regardless of that, regardless of all his stupid ass bullshit that he's putting himself through, I liked his hair. That doesn't make me bad for liking, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think it's. I I know, look. It's not like I'm going to go in and be like, give me the Robert E. Lee. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, that, I, you know, Michael Jordan was walking around with the Hitler mustache for a <laughs> while. You know, that didn't really go well for him either. But yeah. So uh, Lance, Lance Bloyd says uh, McDonald's doesn't care how old you are. So <laughs> I think you'll get the job either way, Michael. Yeah, uh, true. You, you'll be on the fryer in no time. And um, all right. Without further ado, let's bring on our friend Billy DeVore from uh, Cincinnati. For the new Nasty Boys podcast. Hey, uh, thanks for letting uh, the Cubs come to your town and uh, ruin your dreams. 
Oh, well, it was about time. Uh, we earned it for sure after beating you guys up for a few years when you guys were in the hunt. So now it was just nice to have you return the favor, which is wonderful. And we just need the Padres to keep losing. So, and I think that's going to keep happening. Well, they got, the, they they got the perfect guy on the mound. Yeah. Keep that losing going. Yeah, I couldn't thank you guys enough for cutting bait on old Arietta and just letting that corpse roll up to the mound and just hurl. Yeah, I was. I watched that first inning today, uh, Jake, and I think the first guy walked on four pitches. Then there was a single. Uh, then he got a, a, like a surprise double play. The ball was hit hard, but the guy was perfectly stationed to to get to get the double play. They got out at home actually, and a double play. And then, uh, then the wheels still fell off. Like I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna get out of it. God damn it! And then, because I wanted him to fail, I did. And then, so he he goes up there, and then three runs. There's dub double banged off the wall. But, you know, he couldn't get couldn't get out of it. I don't even know what happened now. I don't. Does anybody know? Yeah, his fastball was not fast. I think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, do you know the score now? Not I'm, not I'm fast and no movement. None. Oh, the perfect combo. Oh, the Rockies are winning seven to four. Yes, but I I don't think Jake's probably in there anymore. I don't think he gave up all seven of those. No, oh, he gave up five of them on seven hits, and he's out. And Chris Matt's in. Oh, good. Um, good luck to the Padres. Yeah, I mean the fact that you Darvish has been trash lately, uh, Musgrove. I mean, also fell off the wagon combined with how do you get to Melanson gives me hope. And then Tatis is is an electric, amazing ball player, but is clearly made out of toothpicks and a scarecrow costume. I mean, that guy, <laughs> I, I, I think he's held together by dreads and bubble gum. Like, I, I, it, it, it blows my mind to see. I mean, it's amazing. Like I said, his numbers are there. He's the NL MVP. Yeah, not not Joey Votto. Uh, but um, but I, I man, like they signed him for ten more years after this. Good luck. I mean, this could be this could be an ugly situation for the Padres in general. But I'm just glad. I'm just so glad that that they have just fallen. The wheels have fallen off, and uh, yeah, they feel our pains by having a bad bullpen in in San Diego. Yeah, well, and you guys actually have a chance now because of their fading, and uh, and because it looks like Milwaukee's kind of run away with it now <laughs> at this point. Because what I mean, we talked about it at the show when we were previewing this series. You go out, you get a couple of bullpen arms from the Yankees and the Rockies. Mm-hmm. You make a few trades. You try to shore up that bullpen. They've pitched well for you, and yeah. you still lose a game in the standing since the trade deadline. Yeah. So and and now I mean that's just a that's just a tough situation. And I, I kind of feel for you because I hate Milwaukee more than I hate the Reds. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you know and and uh, and I don't know. It's just a feel like Milwaukee. They just got that like little brother syndrome. Like you know, Reds are an old baseball team, great history. Like I don't hate you guys. I got friends. My girlfriend's from Cincy. I love Cincinnati. Like there's all sorts of reasons to kind of be like, all right, the Reds of all the teams. Besides the Pirates, maybe, in the Central, you know, fuck the Cardinals and fuck the Brewers. That's all I'm saying in general. But, you know, but it was a shame to see them run away with it. And, I mean, what do you think your wild card chances are right now after losing two of three to a bunch of guys you never heard of before Monday? 
Oh, yeah, and including uh, – how do you say that guy's name that I texted you the photo? Jo- when oh, I- yeah, John Ishwi, John Ishwi Fargus. But don't don't even use brain cells on it because he got, <laughs> he got DFA'd today. We don't oh, know good. If yeah, we H- don't know if and, we're going to see him anymore. Uh, Did him he and really Heath Henry, DFA'd today? Yeah. Yeah, him <laughs> and Heath Henry can go apply for jobs at Target. <laughs> it's great. We'll just see him wearing that red dumb polo, just checking people out, sli- sliding over them dryer sheets over the scanner. It'll be great. Um, but here, here's my here's my thought. Overall, the long answer, the short answer is very good. I would say like seven seventy to seventy five percent. The the if is because I mean we st- we are still playing bad teams. I.e., what just happened. Um, but not only are we playing the the Marlins this weekend, we have so much more against Pittsburgh. I think we have like nine more games against Pittsburgh, which wow. is awesome. Uh, most of our games are against teams that are below 400. Um, our schedule is a lot more favorable than the Padres. The Padres have to play the Giants and the Dodgers 16 more times. Wow. And so, and with the Dodgers continuing to get healthier, and I don't, I don't know if Bellinger's going to f- figure out what he was, but I think he's gotten figured out and hasn't made the adjustment and has had a terrible season. And if he figures that out, I mean, you could see the Dodgers leapfrogging the Giants and. Who knows? But that's going to be a battle the whole way, and and what it's great for baseball too, especially you know there's so many ball players that come out of the West Coast, but to have the Giants and the the Padres and the Dodgers all be good at the same time and fighting out, I mean that's 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 a beautiful look for baseball. But it's only happening in a couple divisions, like the other ones. You know, look at the, um, the AL the, East. The yeah, the AL East. Uh, the well, that's another one. It's happening in. Uh, there's so many shitty teams. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camera you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and um then you follow sunranto show s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o-s-h-o-w and you link your twitter in there and uh you know pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me um it's totally participatory Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. Like you said, like usually you'd say, we've got this many games under uh, against teams under 500. But you said, we got this many games under teams under 400 because there are so <laughs> many teams like the Cubs that are tanking and so many divisions – uh, that have just like the central, uh, the the and the AL NL. The only good division is the NL West, yeah, in the National League. And uh, I mean, I don't know. You look at I'm looking at it right now. It, the AL Central is dog shit. The White Sox can't ever beat any good teams. So you don't really you're looking for parity and you're looking for competitiveness in the 
in the situation. But it's it's interesting because those three teams are going to beat the crap out of each other, and you guys might just sneak into the situation because you do have so many uh, wins. You should be able to rack up against bad teams, but you didn't do it this time against right. the Cubs, including against the guy that we had never heard of that we didn't even know was pitching. And we can work backwards talking about these games. Um, you know, today's game, we put up a guy named Samson, Adrian Sampson. Yeah. Who I had never heard of. I'm sure, Cotton, you never heard of the no. guy. And I mean, I still haven't. I, I don't know where he went to. Like, he, he played today. Is he still with the Cubs? Did they send him back down? And if they sent him back down, where to? Tennessee? Des Moines? Iowa, probably Iowa. I'll I'll put up his numbers here. He's, you know, he was in Korea last year and Uh, he's been around for a long time. Is he our Miles Michaelis that we've been waiting for? (laughs) 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 He he very well could be, except for he gives up a lot more home runs. I mean, if you look at his numbers here, uh, he gave up 29 home runs in 125 innings. you know, that was in – it's a very small because he's played around so much uh, in Texas in the in the AL. Um, it's not cute. It, he gives up a ton of home runs. But uh, 61 strikeouts in 81 innings at Iowa this year, 19 home runs. That is not good. He's got a whip of 1.5. And they're like, yep, let's bring him on up. And he seemed to be the guy that was, like, pretty effectively wild today because, like, his breaking ball didn't break. It would come right at your head, and guys were like, whoa, I don't know what's, you know, what's happening here. And then they're just, you know, they're swinging kind of out of their shoes at garbage, it seemed to be, like what happened today. Reds are kind of an aggressive offensive team. It didn't help them today. Um, Cubs, I mean, Ian Happ loves hitting in Cincinnati, he had two home runs. He had well, one one today, one yesterday, and I feel like the Cincinnati's the perfect place to get tra- for him to get traded to. He loves it there. He hits his ass off there. So, can we get a deal done for Ian Happ with the Reds? Maybe a change of scenes good for him. He's been total dog shit for us. How about you give us? Uh, I don't know. I'll give. I'll give you uh, India. No, I'll give you the Punisher. I'll give you that guy. How about that? We'll swap outfielders. <laughs> you can have him, and we'll package in Shogo Akiyama, and you pay 100% of that contract, too. And there you go. You've got two major league-ready players that could produce. Uh, Shogo, also, I wanted Shogo before you guys. I was, I was going to say, yeah. there were Cubs fans in the offseason wanted in on Shogo. Yeah. And it, here's my thing. We just have far too many outfielders. That's the biggest thing on our benches. We have we have too many, and then yeah, outfielders are a dime a dozen, and it's just this this a shame that we haven't allowed Shogo to at least get into some type of rhythm to get adjusted fully to major league pitching. Because once he has, like if you look at his month of August, he's batting over three hundred with a, with over uh, four hundred on base percentage. I mean, the guy can get on. It's just he needs to get into the rhythm of seeing that type of pitching every day, or you know. At least two games in a row, one day off, two games in a row. Just some type of feel because it's so different. And I feel like he hasn't, especially after the shortened season last year and then this year being hurt and then coming back later in the season. It, It is just a disappointment what has happened to him in his tenure here in Cincinnati. So I think it's just time we have to be like, well, he made 
he he looks like the real deal as far as uh, center fielders go too. I mean, he made a really nice play on a Jason Hayward slicer that was uh, heading. I mean, I I, I think that was in game two. I don't know. It all kind of runs together after you watch this much baseball. But um, <laughs> right. but no, he, he's a real deal center fielder. That that you know he was. I don't know if he's known as a glove first kind of guy, slap hitter, kind of like typical Japanese style. What they're known sure. for. Um, but um, it, it, so, I mean, that was kind of the knock on Hap, too, is that for this year that he was never able to get into a rhythm because he wasn't playing every day. They were just kind of moot. I mean, he, well, there was a reason he wasn't playing every day because they tried that and it w- wasn't working. So right. that's how he got kind of benched. And now he seems to be coming alive, you know, now that he's – I don't know, more the leader of the team. And it's funny because it really is as simple as let him get the at-bats because even a guy like Anthony Rizzo would go through a three-, four-week slump, but they keep rolling him out there and he's allowed to do it, whereas a guy like Shogo, Shogo Akiyama or Ian Happ, uh, who we just traded to each other's teams, uh, <laughs> they, you know, those guys, they are more platoony type of dudes so they never do get into that rhythm. And I, I wonder if that's maybe we talked about a little bit before we even started the show. Is that the kind of thing that the nerds are ruining in baseball that they're like, OK, don't bat them against like, like lefties. A, don't bat them against lefties like we got Ortega. Yeah, his, his splits it, against lefties right now like, are ridiculous. They're not like good. He's good against righties. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Michael. It's like, it's like in Little League when you have a kid who's not that great, right? And then you fucking make him ride the bench all the time. Well, guess what? He never figures it out. Like, right. He, like, he he won't. Like, at some point, especially in a season where there is no fucking way anybody, like, the Cubs are winning at all, you have to let him play all the time. And I feel like, I mean, Hap is sort of responding right now, like, Maybe it's just Cincinnati, but yeah, I mean, I mean he's got he's thirteen better homers. Right now. He's got three or thirteen career home runs in Great American Ballpark. He is that's like he has six more homers in other ballparks. And then also, fun fact about Samson: Ian Happ hit his first career home run off of Samson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Hey, huh? Yeah, isn't that wild? Uh, that is that, strange. That was not on the broadcast today, I don't think. Yeah, not that I I, I, I was listening with it. I was actually on the treadmill watching this thing. Because uh, now that I know that uh, my gym has marquee, once there's a day game, I'm like, oh, I'll go over there. and you know. But it's sound off, you know. Um, well, let sure. me ask you this. Because you're watching these new guys that you never heard of from our lineup. Is there anybody, your Ortega, your Schwindel, you're Alcantara. Is there any of these guys that you're like, okay, I've never heard of this guy, but that looks like a ball player? Um, I mean, I've liked Ortega. I think that he has a lot of power. And when you say, like, oh, we can't hit against lefties, we were saying that about uh, Jesse Winker for a long time. And guess what happened? We needed him to figure out how to hit against lefties. And now, you know, he's in. he was in the conversation for NL MVP because he could hit against righties and lefties. Um now because he learned how to do it he had to do it and developed so ortega could be a guy um i mean have you guys as a fan base given up on nico horner no he's hurt okay yeah he's just he's just hurt we like him a lot except for the fact that 
it looks like they want to shoehorn him into shortstop instead of leaving him a second. And as a shortstop, I don't think he's going to have the the sort of career that he could have if he stayed at second. Sure. I mean, it's a much more physically demanding position. And if he's already got an injury history, why leave him exposed like that? Well, and the other thing about Horner is that, you know, he was just drafted a couple of years ago. The only reason he came up in 2019 and even started the clock on his major league career was because everybody got hurt. And if you recall, like the end of 2019, yeah. how the Cubs faded down the stretch, it was mostly and they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, Rizzo's ankle looked like a meat market. Uh, KB was gone. I uh, forget who else was hurt, but uh, our, the backups of the backups of the backups got hurt, and Nico Horner ended up coming up. And I don't think he had necessarily finished his development, so maybe they're kind of they're kind of taking their time with his injuries and be like, all right, let's work with him at this. You know, now we're not going for it, obviously. So we traded everybody away. I mean, maybe they're going to try to. I mean, he's a good fielder. He's just not Javier Baez out there right. get, getting the balls that you shouldn't even be able to, to get to kind well, of thing. So. And, and I feel like his his abilities are highlighted at second and just average at shortstop. I mean, that's the difference. It's like, you know, sure, can he play shortstop? Fine. But wouldn't it be better to have him play a, a well above average second base and then find somebody who can play a well above average shortstop and put those two together rather than, well, let's move this guy over where he's not as good. And then we'll bring in, it looks like Nick Madrigal, who is not generally thought of as being all that good at second base. And now you've got two guys who are playing at positions. Maybe they shouldn't be playing at. And, and I know the Reds guy playing well. And I know the Reds did something. Uh, they, they had the little A. Eugenio Suarez at shortstop experiment going on. Yeah. And then because of that. That was a mess. It, yeah, it that was, was a terrible. total mess. And his bat fell off. And that, now who do you got out there? Uh, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's been Kyle Farmer, who last month was the NL shortstop of the month. I mean, the guy was was swinging a stick. Our back, our third string catcher, and backup every yeah, he's position. A catcher. <laughs> See, he was a catcher, dude. He came up and he plays everywhere. Do I? Did I think that last month? Uh, do I? Do I think it was a flash in the pan? One hundred percent. He was just. He had so much protection with how hot that offense was and where he was. I'm like, I'm, I'm still not buying it. Today we had Jose Barrero, who is our top prospect. That dude gained 40 pounds in the offseason. I mean, he just got yoked. And the guy went from, in 2020, being called up and just not playing above A ball when we called him up last year, just looking completely lost, to now looking like a big leaguer at the plate who has a very promising future. He has a plus glove. He's got a plus bat. A lot of what you're going to see for the next couple years for who we have drafted for the middle infield and around the infield in general it's just Jonathan India clones. Like the guy that we drafted, Matt McLean from UCLA. He has the exact same profile as Jonathan India, plus glove, plus bat. Um, who can, who has gap power, who has some touch of power, but also, you know, gets on base. You're going to see that for a while with this Reds organization and what we have coming up combined with Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green just being flamethrowers. Yeah. So, uh, so you were you seemed to be going for it, 
and and you still seem to be going for it. How going for it do you feel? I, I know this may be the same question I asked you before about like what are your chances here? You know, I, and and I know the schedule looks good, but what are your chances that you beat who the the first wild card team? Because you're not getting that first spot. You're going to be playing on the road, no doubt. It's going to be the wild card game, and it's going to be a one gamer. And uh, who do you throw out there for that game if you make it? Okay, I'll answer. I'll, I'll answer your first part by saying anything can happen in the postseason. Look at 2019. The Brewers were supposed to just destroy the Nationals. Like this shouldn't even be a shouldn't even be close to one game playoff. It doesn't even matter. Don't even play it. And then they go on to win the World Series. So anything can happen in the postseason. Does it look good on paper if we play the Dodgers? Absolutely not. It's the Dodgers. They went and got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Like. And then you get you move Trey to second when Seager comes back. That's a deadly lineup. That's one of the best in baseball combined with that crazy rotation. Their weaknesses there is the front half of their bullpen and then weak heart Jensen at the back end of the game. So um I in going for it, we did what we needed to do without selling too much of the future. Think about this. When we went out and got Michael Givens, who the only blown save he had this year as a Rocky was against the Reds at Coors. And away from Coors, he had a 1.61 ERA. The guy was electric. And we also got Jeff Hoffman, and we gave them Robert Stevenson. And then we had to send back uh, uh, Case Williams, who we got in the Bob Steve trade. So it was literally nothing to get nothing. And then Sesa was just, again... Nothing to get to he get Sasa from the Yankees, yeah. So, right. so you got stuff and didn't really give up much. We didn't give and, up much, and Justin Wilson is a. I mean, he's been good. If you look at his numbers in seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and then he got hurt in twenty and has been coming back. But so far in a red uniform, he hasn't looked atrocious. He hasn't looked like Brad Brock. He hasn't looked like Heath Embry. He hasn't looked like Jose De Leon. I mean, we've had a problem. We had. Ten different guys get saves this year, which is a franchise record. That shows you how terrible and awful this bullpen is. So, that's that, what. That, yeah, that, it's one of the worst in the in the majors. We we went over. It's like ERA around five or something like maybe even over. Uh, just, yeah, and it, it's, you look up and down the names too, and you're like, how is it so bad? And it just is because like these guys. I mean. Doolittle's not having a great year, and no. and uh, Hembry obviously had his day and stuff. Now let's let me talk about um, uh, Justin Wilson because you know he used to be on the Cubs. We got him, uh, we had him for a couple years. He famously told Rizzo to shut up uh, yep. during a mound meeting, and also um, I've uh, I, I've often noticed that his the features of his face they they're all pushed to like the middle of his face <laughs> like it's a, and it, and because of that like his eyes are are in here and there's like a lot of face on the outside yeah. but the mouth the nose and the eyes are all squinched up to the middle which makes him look like Blanche from the Golden Girls <laughs> so now you can't unsee it and uh it's no, just something he's... I've noticed He's got that Bermuda Triangle thing going on in his face it's just we know it's all there but we don't want to look at it um but yeah, I mean, we didn't give up too much. So it's just like, it was kind of half going for it. It wasn't like what we did, what the Blue Jays did with Jose Barrero and go, uh, Barrios, sorry, and going for it and being like, we have two more years of control of this starting pitching. But it was enough where I'm like, we're still good because we got Michael Lorenzen back who still has a zero ERA in five appearances. 
Uh, you, you're going to get TJ Antone back. Hopefully he can figure out how to throw that curveball without the sticky stuff. So, like, it's there. It's close. Is it? Is it to the level of the, what is on the the NL West? You need no. Winker back. You need Winker back. We need Winker. We need Moose's bat to wake up. It's been it's been deceased since his three double game when he returned. Um, and those are the big ones. If if Gino can figure out how to get on, like he's like third on the team in home runs of a, of an of one of the best offenses in baseball, but he's still batting one fifty seven. Yeah, that's a shocker, too, because he was uh, one of the most fearsome batters in the majors. So the little bit of breaking news, and I, I just kind of want to get your uh, your take on it, Cotton, you too, is little Yumper writes in, and I don't know if this is uh, uh, just something that just happened and just it, dropped. It, it literally did just drop, and I'm actually uh, – you see me looking at Yeah, I, I see you looking here. away. I'm, I was I'm, like, I'm reading, I'm reading through it. Know. I'm reading little, through it on Twitter and trying to figure out if there's anything worth – uh, now, looking at here. Yeah, little uh, little Yumper writes. Uh, MLB just offered a salary floor of a hundred million, but a luxury tax luxury tax at uh, I at uh, hundred eighty million. I assume he meant tax, not tap. A luxury sure. a lux tap um, at one eighty million. I mean, that's a much lower luxury tax and a much higher payroll than some teams are throwing out there these yes. days. And th- this does a lot for uh, – Guy Sirius says uh, salary floor would be a good thing. I think it would because now you're looking at parity along mm-hmm. the, around the league and you're, set, you're taking maybe uh, tanking out of it. But Little Yumper also says, I don't like the luxury tax at 180. And, and, and yeah. that's, that's where the MLBPA is going to balk at this because that 180 180- – that's that's going to be a no go because it's one thing to say a luxury tax. What they're saying is you can spend above that, but these assholes won't go over at all. They'll never go over, and then you know they'll let the, they'll they'll just drive these prices down on these people. But as I've said on this show a number of times, quit calling it a tax. Call it the winners club call it the the exclusive club for badass rich white guys they will fucking join that club all day long they will spend they'll be like i'm the baddest ass rich white guy because i've got the highest amount and that's you know in, in my dues i have to pay more in dues than you because i'm better than you that's how you need to fucking sell this not as a tax nothing a billionaire hates nothing more than the word tax. Tax? Oh, my God. There's no way I'd ever want to give money to the fucking anybody who anybody but me help me get this money. I'm not going to talk about, you know, the fact that I took all the money from the fucking fans or from the city that built my stadium or all the different shit. Like, I'm never going to pay anything that has the word tax on it. What's yeah, your just take, call, Billy? Just call it the $100 million Platinum Club, and then everyone's yeah. going to be hanging out. Yeah. They can get their sky miles. Um, <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be set. Um, dude, I, I don't think that there should be a tax because there's no cap for what professional baseball teams can make, right? That's Right. 
So that's what it should be. And I know it's not a reasonable ask, but I think the floor is a great idea. I think a hundred million isn't crazy considering the fact that what is it? The Baltimore Orioles are operating at 35 million this year. What was it? The Orioles, the Indians, whereas it those two teams, their combined salary paid for Trevor Bauer to go to jail. I think that's how that worked. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I, but, I think I have those numbers here. The, all the teams that are under a hundred million, there's uh, looks like there's eleven teams under a hundred million. So uh, more than the, a third of the, the league. Yeah, Cleveland exactly. Guardians pay twenty seven million. Orioles are at twenty million. Pirates at twenty nine. Marlins at twenty six. Uh, and then Tampa Bay is at forty three. And it so that's one. Two, that's five teams under fifty. Nope. Arizona Diamondbacks, 49. Six teams under 50 million. Oh, Rangers. Rangers, 23 million. Wow. Well, I wonder if, like, I have to be looking at the wrong number. I wonder if that's right. I wonder if that's a way that, uh, you know, you could, like, get rid of a a Jason Hayward contract. You're like, all right, this people will show up down in Arlington to see Jason Hayward because, you know, for whatever reason. Or let's say, like, you know, a return to the Braves or something like that. Oh, next oh okay. Year, hold on, know? hold on. They need I to get over the, the wrong number. I'm looking at the wrong number. They, the Indians are at 48. Orioles are at 52. Pittsburgh's at 54. Uh, Marlins are at 57. Uh, and then everybody else is above 70 million. Yeah, I that number right there is like a, a, you know, numbers of what is owed or something. Sorry. I was sure. just looking at the wrong column. I was like, how the fuck are they paying $20 million? That's $43. What? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I think a lug- a floor is a great idea. I mean, the the tax. I agree that they should call it something different. They're going to call it that just that- because you can still go over the one eighty if you want, and then because you got all those penalties built in, and it's and if you're trying to get parity, that's fine. Uh, you wonder how much you wonder how much more difficult that is to build a team, right? You, you know, at that point when you're with, with a with 180 being the cap, like now, now you're forced to, to do all the things you're forced to have high price dudes and you're forced to develop. Otherwise you have to have all, you gotta be kind of firing on all cylinders and have all the tiers of player to fit in that little 100 to 180 window, you know, but it could make well, for a lot more parity along the, around the league see, and some better baseball. But I yeah. disagree. I think then you're going to get the Dodgers doing exactly what they're doing right now. They don't give a shit about the fucking luxury tax. They they're going to go over it. The yeah. Yankees will go over it. All these teams that will go over it. So then, like, yes, your floor makes it so that there's a lower number, but all the best players are going to go to the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, whoever is willing to go above that. Now, if you have a true salary cap cap like they do in the NBA, I think, then you end up with the situation that they have in the NBA where the guys get together like, let's all go to LA and do this because LA's fun to play in. Or let's all go to Miami and do this because Miami is just a fun place to be. And then uh I know Milwaukee just won the championship but it's been forever since so fucking – I mean, they, they drafted those guys and developed that team. Nobody fucking decided to go to Milwaukee 
Well, and and here's the, I mean, God, when I think about it this way too, it's like they get the money from us. It's you know, if you're like, oh, there should be no t- uh, cap on what people can make. The, the, the first the, one guy's making thirty million, then he's making thirty five, and then the same caliber player next time is making forty. That is all really inflation, ultimately. And they're getting the money from ticket sales and beer sales and and making you pay uh, for an extra cable package and a channel. And, you know, that's what and making you four hundred dollar jerseys and forty dollar hats and all that shit goes up and up and up. So I'm kind of like, all right, if we can slow things down and, you know, I'm not necessarily for a cap, but a cap is pro fan. It might it might be anti-player, but if you're like now they might maximize their profits anyway. They probably will because they're billionaires and that's what they do. Like okay, here's the cap. Now we're going to make this much above it as profit. But like I don't know, it, it, it's they more charge pro, more to us every every it, goddamn year. You know what I mean? Right. But it's more pro owner than it is pro fan, for sure. This this is all well and good, but I don't think this is even going to be close to the crux of why we're going to have a strike next year because that's for sure happening. Um, it, it this is all well and good, but you we need to the big thing that needs the conversation needs to start with arbitration. It needs to start with service time because that's going to be the giant hangup. This is I mean this is great. This is a great start, but yeah, we yeah, are going to make real progress. That one the 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 floor and the cap are like you say. Billy, they're way down the line of things that the fucking they're putting that shit out there right now because that's what they want the narrative to be. And yeah. right, the MLBPA is going to be all over this uh, service time, the arbitration rules, all this, and it would be really fucking nice if these you know, MLBPA guys would actually start to look at what's going on in the minor leagues as well and and try and push a little something there because sure. the minor leaguers have no – they have no say in any of this. Like, none of this affects them at all. And technically, I mean, right. I, I don't know. Players – Association doesn't even give a shit about well, them. I mean, those MLBPA guys would go down there, go down to these minor league, you know, these stadiums and see what's going on if there's a really nice golf course nearby. So if that's if I'm a minor league player, I'm just pushing all my money to just put in a really nice golf course, probably you know close next to the Montgomery Biscuits. Like that's that's probably the best move. So and, and I, but I I do have to say though, I mean it's. I, I don't know if there will be a strike. I, I mean, the more that I, I know that it seems like there's going to be one, but I feel like the damage after a COVID year, after people figuring out other things to do. I mean, you saw the the audience. I mean, you're you're a couple games out of the wild card. You were at the game watching Joey Votto's 2000th hit. By the way, congratulations, Joey Votto is one of my favorite players on another team. He's the best, um, and uh, yeah, he's awesome. And even Dempster was talking about him on the broadcast, being like, "Oh yeah, we're buds," and you know, and I think that Votto's taking him deep a punch. But you know, and you look at that small audience, you look at how the you had the, the lost COVID year, you look you look at that. I don't know if the players or the owners, even though that was such a contentious negotiation last year, can afford to fuck this up and lose a season because they might be looking at. Uh, I mean, their backs. I know they're delusional. I, I I don't really expect much of billionaires to to figure this out. But 
I have the, to think that they know what happened last time and that history repeating itself. Which, you know, which of the owners are still around? Who still owns a team that Stein owned Brenner. a team back in the 90s? <laughs> Steinbrenner. <laughs> yeah. Right. This this, also, and it's not even the same Steinbrenner, yeah. though. He's like, yeah. oh, was that the year that for Christmas I only got like two gold toilets? <laughs> I didn't get the third one that I really wanted. Oh, we got the bronze urinal. <laughs> <laughs> you got to also think about this too, man. Like it's all damning because the MLBPA still has leverage from that dipshit in Seattle. That was the president of baseball operations who went onto that rotary club and was just oh, yeah. manipulating service time. So that is the blue chip that they will always have. It's like, here, we can just keep playing this to look, make you guys look like dipshits. Because yeah. that's what that's I mean, they don't care. They see the number the money that they've lost last year for sure, but it doesn't affect their bottom line. What are they gonna have to finally sell their seventh vacation home? So if the if the players stick to their guns and stick to it and there is a par- partial strike, I, I really think they can make some changes. Com- also, I mean, dude, you look at that combined with if you look at April, it was the most watched Month, it was like the most watched baseball had been outside of the postseason ever. Yep. I mean, people cor- are following the sport more than, than ever before. That cornfield game was one of the highest rated games in a long speaking, time. Speaking yeah. of the See cornfield in game, and we can actually transition into something that's a little more fun. Uh, Nick Gentry says Votto is going to love the old uni for the yeah, Field that, of Dreams game. That'll be the Cubs, Cubs Reds. and the Reds. Yeah. What do you think well, about that, Billy? Well, Votto isn't going to care about that old uni. He's just going to take it home and feed it to his dog. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I love that story, by the way. And shut the fuck up to everybody out there. It's like you shouldn't give a baseball to a dog. Hey, guess what? Kick rocks. It's his dog. So, right. and, and he didn't give it to the dog so the dog could eat it. He gave it to the dog to play with. It's a fucking toy. Yeah. Exactly. That just shows you the balls and moxie on Joseph Daniel Votto. He's a hero. Um, <laughs> I'm pumped, dude. I'm I'm getting ready to probably, you know. The thing is, it's like such a cool television moment and everything. Getting there is going to be impossible. I looked up tickets to go. I was like, oh, let's see how much it is. It was like 1400 bucks on StubHub to get to, for the ticket. It's a $950 flight. Then you have to drive an hour and a half, get a rental car, get there, hopefully get a hotel to go to the game. I think or, it's or you so could cool. just stay with Michael Cotton, who lives yeah. in really I'm like, uh, I'm like an hour and a half, two hours away from there. All right, no. Michael, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up, and we'll make the plans. I, and my, my thing is, all right. What we do is we dress up like stalks of corn and yeah. we go like, you know, in Wizard of Oz, when, you know, when they dress up like the uh, OEO. Stalks of corn. Let's let's just no, we'll we'll raise ourselves up above the corn dressed as uh, uh, scarecrows and <laughs> nobody will even know. We'll just be we'll be over there with our arms out on the fucking thing because you don't want to be in the corn. You won't see the game. You want to no. be up above the corn, and uh, you know Joe Buck will be like, "That's really interesting out there. I didn't know they had 
and and I know most cool. of the words to if I only had a brain, so it works out really good. Oh, uh, and what would be amazing <laughs> is if somebody hit a home run and just blasted one of us, and you can't protect yourself because your arms are back. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know corn could bleed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, that will uh, be fun, but I I don't know. Like it's it's weird that it's not the White Sox because it's the eight men out game. It's about the movie. Now they're just gonna like right. it, it could be the White Sox and whoever. The White and the Reds. Game, but, it's but the like, 1919 World Series. Do it. Yeah, Own up yeah. the history of it. Let yeah. it happen. Yeah. Uh, also, I think Field of Dreams is great, but man, what was gaining a lot of traction that C. Trent Rose Trans retweet, Rose Crantz retweeted. That was a tough Jesus, one. What the? <laughs> I know that was hard. Were those uh, words? <laughs> yes, they even, are. Yeah, that was a different language. I was so close to to doing a different thing. Um. Do, play a game at the Negro League Museum. Yep, that yep. would be awesome. They also, have a field down there that uh, that they use. I would. They should <laughs> definitely do that. Yep, do that, and then also build the Sandlot Field. That is that is. If you want to reach a ge- younger generation, that's how you do it. You know, and it, they talked about they want to play these games in all 50 states and stuff, and that's how you do it. You build these different fields, and you, you commemorate different things. You right. Know? Yeah. So I think those are two ways to get it because you have to find a way to get a younger demographic. I mean, the average baseball fan is 58 years old. I'm not saying yeah. do what the NFL yeah. did and have, an NF- have, a, have a Nickelodeon playoff game. And shoot goo everywhere, but I'm saying. Oh no, least- I'm I'm all for that. I'm fucking down for that. <laughs> if they do a Sandlot game, if anybody who hits a home run, the beast has to jump up and over. You know, like the the dolphin. Yeah. The dolphin at Miami, how it would you know hop over? Yeah, it's the beast comes up. <laughs> yes, give me. I'll. I would do that all day. Just have. I will just dress up as the beast and go do it myself. I'll look more like Wilfred than I will the beast. You but. know, we could also dress as to try to get in and just scare the shit out of everybody as children of the corn, and we'll get those like weird, <laughs> freaky eyes and stuff like that. You know, I don't. I've got to get some makeup. People will okay. all walk out, scare the shit out of the ball players or something. Dude, I'm going to dress up it, as Gapper as a children of the corn. <laughs> Oh, See, I love it. It, and at this point, if we're going to do Field of Dreams and then we're going to do uh, the Sandlot, then I think in, I think then you get away from baseball sort of. And you literally just do a baseball game based on every role that James Earl Jones has ever had. <laughs> you so you have, a, you have a Darth Vader game, right? <laughs> ants. You have a, a Ants. <laughs> uh, ju- jungle, or not Jungle, uh, Lion King. Lion King game. Like, you know, there you go. Make it about James Earl Jones. Let's just do that. Yeah, why not? I'm into it. So the last question I want to ask you about this series, uh, and besides, like, you know, I, your your disappointment is palpable. You know, you, you come out swinging <laughs> in the first game. You win 14-5. to five, But really, it was all about that one eight-run eight. That must have been fun. You must have been shit, shit-canned by that point of the game. You know, seventh inning, they put on all these runs. Because Justin Steele, our guy was pitching okay. And then the Cubs just weren't hitting, and then the wheels fell up. The end of that game was nine hours long. Like yeah. the last three innings took forever. Well, Red's jet fuel melts steel beams. So, yeah. Wait, what was the run differential? I think the Reds had a, a much larger run differential. And isn't that the story of the season? Like, Reds score a ton and then lose close games to everybody. 
Yep, that's the story. <laughs> Speaking of run differential, I, I took this from Stathead. And this, <laughs> this, this was after the loss, the 14-5 to loss. The Cubs have been outscored by 114 runs in their last 45 games. That's their worst run differential in any 45-game span within a season in the modern era, which means since 1900. So that's... That's really bad. I mean, we've been getting the pants beat off of us like 17 to 2 and stuff, that 14 to 5 game. But then to have the other two games in this series feel like real baseball games against real baseball, you know, 2 to 1 and then 6 to 1. I don't know what happened to your guys' offense because you weren't, you, you faced Hendo and usually the Reds do great against Hendricks. So yeah, I don't know really, what happened. They have high batting uh, averages. Hendricks. Beat them around. Hendricks finally turned on us. We fought, we we haven't been good against soft tossers, so that's what happened. Um, it, it's a bummer, but you know what? There's still so much left in the season. I believe we play one more against you guys at Wrigley. Yeah, there's yes. one more series left. Uh, three gamer in September, early September, I think. And then, um, and we also, uh, I believe, bookend the season with the Reds next year. So I we believe do. our first game and our last game is against the Reds next year. And uh, and this is the other thing I, I want to ask you about this series. Um, I've got to I got to bring it up is that I I heard that Reds fans are joking on Twitter that Cubs fans didn't show up this week at Great American Ballpark. That's okay because the Reds offense didn't show up either. There's your series W. And now why now why would Reds fans come for Cubs fans for not showing up? For our team, who's tanking in <laughs> Which your town? Always hated. Yeah, you like, guys <laughs> have just been a scourge at Great American Ballpark. Just the 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 gunk in between my toes for the past four years of people walking in with shiny new Chris Bryant World Series 2016 jerseys, and then having I was standing up and cheering for the Reds, and then the three dudes behind me were like, "Sit down." It's like you're at my house, dickhead. <laughs> but this is where I am. But now we don't show up, and you're sad about it. Like, I know, because we want to <laughs> yell at you now. We want to just gloat that we're so close to being above mediocre that we just want to thrive in it. So yeah. You want to shove it in our face? And they we they can't even enjoy the wins because they can't rub it in our faces. Yeah, yeah. that's that's hilarious. Um, well, well, can we have Nick the Stick back? Can we? Would no, that be okay? No, uh, no uh, he's going to be wearing a Red Sox uniform next year, so... Can we throw him into the hap trade or something like that? You resign him, then trade him. Like I don't know. I, I see a three way deal. Three teams. I love Nick so much. I think I want to keep him forever. So uh, right, we'll, gotta... we'll throw in Schwindel. He's got seven extra base hits. It all it, it's, it's a streak. Oh yeah! I mean, what, come on, look at this guy. He can't. Uh, you can't get him out, Schwindel. Well, Alicia said, "What did you said, babe? What did you say about Schwindel? He looks like a guy who makes chocolate." <laughs> 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 oh, she said old timey ice cream man, and I said a guy who makes chocolate. Like, oh, I'm just gonna buy Schwindel's chocolate. We've got caramels, dark chocolate, milk chocolate. It's got the Schwindel seal of approval. <laughs> that is a great name for an ice cream parlor, Schwindel's. Schwindel's quality ice cream. I love so, it. Right uh, on. Well, well, good. We'll throw. He'll fit right in in Cincinnati. He'll he'll do a deal with Graders and yeah. uh, every everything. Well, he'll put uh, cinnamon in in yeah. everything, just like you do your chili. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, I think um, he fits in more with Aglamesis. Schwindel and Aglamesis. I have no idea who that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Now, now you've lost me. Uh, it's a what? What's it called? 
the it's the other ice cream shop here that's been around since you know time started or whatever. Agrilisi's. Aglamisis. Aglamisis. See, that doesn't sound like an ice cream shop. Schwindel should buy it off of them. Start Schwindel's ice cream shop and uh, make it run at Grater's because <laughs> Grater's is everywhere. I mean, UDF has better ice cream than uh, or more famous ice cream than the other places even, I think. Agreed. So, well, thanks for coming on, Billy. I, we'll we'll definitely uh, get you back on before we play uh, before we play each other again. And do you, do you have anything to plug for anybody? In the, there's lots of Cub fans in the Cincinnati area with their brand new Chris Bryant jerseys that now are useless <laughs> to to them. Um. So, what do I have to plug? Uh, you can listen to my album "Drinking at the Kids Table." Uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, all of that good stuff. Um, you can listen to my podcast with Lee Michael Kimbrell, The New Nasty Boys. The first half, we are just two comics talking about our week. And then the second half, we talk about the Reds. And this week, we'll talk about the Cubs. Um, so definitely, <laughs> uh, check that out if you're, if you enjoy my voice and Lee's demeanor. So, uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, th- well, me, not yeah. Lee. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We got to get Lee on sometime. We only had him on one time, and then he's just like, nah, fuck those guys. Like, seriously, fuck them. (laughs) Yeah, fuck Cup fans in general. Exactly. He's he's like, ugh, Danny's hair looks like it just screams slurs. Uh, Bernie Bernie. says, yeah, Bernie listens to your podcast, and it is a great show. I've listened to it a couple times, and, um, you know, and I've saw you live, performing live uh, in um, Northside. And it was a great show. You put together an awesome show. Everybody was very funny. And so if you're in the Cincinnati area, just look up Billy DeVore and uh, find out what he's doing. And we got to have you in Chicago sometime. In fact, why don't you come in for that series? Is it over a weekend? Ooh, I'll have to look. But that, I got to actually bad for you. Yeah, maybe. Right, so. we'll, we'll look at it, see if you can come through. Either way, uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Billy. Talk Bye. To you Thanks for having me. Bye. Great talking to you. Bye. Bye. All right. Um, well, that's uh, that's our show. No, just that's kidding. Uh, we got a lot more to talk about. Not a lot more. Um, I did want to point out that the Cubs thing, uh, they're really, they must love this show because they're just sticking at 69 losses. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, they're just sitting there. They got there and they've been there for three straight days now. It'll be three straight days. And I'm really hoping, because this has been such a weird year, to, you know, you play – so terribly in April. You play so well in May. Get yourself into first place eventually. Then you play. Then you pitch a no-hitter and then yeah. drop precipitously to the point that all your favorite players got traded. And now they're on other teams, and we got a bunch of guys you never heard. Like, none and of now we're back sense. in the Schwindelissance. Yeah, exactly. This, now we're Schwindelin with Schwindel's quality ice cream and extra <laughs> base hits. And the ooh, uh, that's that's good. Schwindel's quality ice cream and extra base hits. I like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's. It's a complicated T-shirt. It really is. Yeah. Um. So it's just been such a weird year. So I'm just rooting for more weirdness. Now I want the Cubs to just stick at 69 wins for forever and win 97 games. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow win the division. And somehow win the division. Because 97 wins do would it. probably win yeah. the division. Like, that would be absolute. I don't know what I would do. Could you imagine going into a playoff series? Division champs, Schwindel, Wisdom, Duffy, Ortega, uh, 
Uh, I'm pretty, uh, yeah, uh, the, Alcantara. All, yeah, Alcantara. Exactly. Yeah, all, 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 all the guys. Torinos, Romines. <laughs> All the Romines. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the, they bring on four extra Romines. <laughs> <laughs> the Romine grandma comes out. <laughs> She's like the new bat, bat girl. Um, so, uh, no, it would be odd. Unlikely, but I'm rooting for it. Um, the Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you? on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Won't you join us there? Uh, You can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store. And, uh, you know, we kind of get together. We have a conversation about something Cubs-related or baseball-related, or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist Matt Cameron. You never know what's going to happen over there on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. at the Spotify Green Room app. Here's what you do. Uh, you download it, and um, then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. I'm, I'm back amazing. to liking the Cubs, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm back because when it was all getting weird and they were going to lose every day, I was like, all right, lose every day. Let's do that. Now that they won two in a row, I'm like, all right, now let's win every day. So I'm just going to be a total like, I'm just going to knee-jerk and go with the flow. You know what I mean? I'm just going to – I'm rooting for the weird. Um, I, and speaking of weird, it's so weird to see these other guys in other uniforms. Like we're talking about Chris Bryant and be, being on the Giants now. And, um, you know, he went out there. And I want to know what you think about this. I'm going to play something. And I add this to the stream here. I'm going to play what Chris Bryant let, – let me know if you can hear this. I know it's all super new Can to you me hear too, it? the whole being here and, you know, um, playing with these guys, but it's just, there's just something that feels a little different about it. It feels right. I feel, um, you know, they're just really good people. They put their head down, they go to work, they're not flashy. And I kind of, um, see myself as that type of player too. And I think that's kind of what the, the giants organization is all about. They want guys that are good people. They go, go to work, keep their head down. You know, we're, like I said, we're not flashy. We go out there and do the job and it's twice and said that. win and move on to the next one. And that's a good feeling. I know it's all super new to me too, the, the whole being right. here and you're you know, out of here. Um, oh, wait, playing wait. with these guys. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, Lance Bloyd says he hate Baez and then yeah. puts a little winky smile and, you know, and Tim to hate. He wasn't a fan of Javi's flash, or he didn't like Tony Two Chains. I mean, I I agree that Chris Bryant is that kind of character and just uh, is that kind of player that is not. It's why I'm not that big of a fan of him. Uh, yeah, he's boring. It, it, he's a little it, boring, but he's very good at baseball. You, it's why you have to have stat heads constantly fucking putting his numbers up because everybody's like, who gives a fuck about Chris Bryant? Because he isn't flashy. He's, yeah. He puts his head down and he goes and he has no real personality. Even in that, that was a boring fucking answer. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. The, the, like when he called most, St. Louis boring, he's the most boring the, person. Just, I'm like, dude, like you are the most boring person on the team and you're the one calling St. Louis boring. Wow. Yeah. That's and and that honestly, that's the only reason it resonated so much is because the most boring person in the world called the place boring. Yeah. And so, I mean, the knock, and I said that too, that he hates Javi, but it did seem, you know, because he's like, well, now that I'm here, and he did do a little compare and contrast about he's, where he, he is now. It, it felt right. I feel like that is actually a shot at front office and ownership. It feels right to be here. And I I think that's more front office stuff because I don't think he's ever felt right being with the being with the Cubs because they've literally fucked him from day one of his career. I mean, and you got to know, I mean, he must love Chicago. I mean, I, I think he does love Chicago. I think he loved playing here. I don't think, I think he is smart enough to, to separate those things out of like what the fans would mean to him and, you know, be, yeah. being around the city of Chicago and, and how electric Wrigley Field can be and winning the World Series for the first time in 108 years, how much that felt you know i mean i'm sure that was amazing for him and such an amazing experience but yeah we've watched the wheels come off the team and so for him to go over to the giants which was a business like like cub doge says he even looks like a giants player i agree he looks he he fits he seems to fit in and i think that's why the giants went and got him and in shit i mean jed said that's why he traded him to all the guys to where they went because he thought that they would enjoy where they were going and he does seem like he he does that he does feel that way but i think back to wilson Contreras' comments and i think of him getting all angry i think back to like javier bias saying how he wasn't prepared to play and you know being a javi's game is javi's game and how those Two things seemed to mesh for a long time and opposites attract, but then that seemed to splinter at some point. And we watch this team a lot, and I feel like this was a team that was not together, did not have much cohesiveness. It, it felt very fun when they all started, right? It felt very fun. It felt very spontaneous, and they were doing all this stuff. But as they went on in the years, uh, you know, six years down the line, that fun was gone, and when they did fun, it felt forced, yeah. you know? And I think maybe KB was having fun, and then he's like, okay, we're, we're not there anymore. Like, let's just, let's just play. Let's just, you know, let's just not try to force this fun. I mean, everybody's worked there, right? You work at that fucking place where, uh, you know, they try and force the fun on you. And some people seem to enjoy the shit out of it. And, and I'm in the corner like this fucking, I'd rather be at my desk doing my actual job than this bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, no, I, there was a thing I used to always ditch from my old uh, theater job when I was the music director and um, they would all go to like this overnight thing when they do trust falls and shit like that. And I was like, Oh God, I'm not going. I always, they're like, it's mandatory. And then it was in the contract. Everybody's got to go to this like team building thing. And I was like, uh, I'm the, no. And so I'd always be like, oh, I've got this other thing. I've, it's an other work opportunity, and, you know, I'm not full-time, so I can't, you know. Yeah. So I agree. This, like, forced thing, 
you think of like the magicians and the the Joe Madden, you know, the dance parties and the lights and you know that that gets a little long in the tooth at some point. And I and I, I kind of liken it to like you ever dated somebody that's like kind of opposite of you. You know, they do different things, and you're going to try out new things that aren't really a thing. And then you I've do been it married for, like, to her for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but, but you do it for a couple months, and it's fun, and then you're like, oh, we don't really have anything in common. That was kind of cool for a while, but uh, I don't know. I think we've we've hit a wall here, and that's kind of what it feels like to me. I don't think – and, you know, I I am a knee-jerk person, so I know a lot of people came for me. It was like, oh, you're making it sound like Joe Kilgall was mad, like – you know, and I'm like, don't you know? I'm just trying to get people riled up. Like, he was mad. He was saying you're putting words in KB's mouth and all this shit. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I oh yeah. I mean, you all you always see that you put words in his mouth. He he fucking said something, and the thing he said is going to be interpreted by everyone. <laughs> Nobody. The that's not the way the world works. The world doesn't work where I say I like shoes. And everybody just goes, oh, the guy likes shoes. No, somebody out there is like, motherfucker doesn't like gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me. You know, that was me the other day. That's um, just, you know that that's going to happen when you're at that level. I mean, you can't say that. I, I honestly feel like. I'm also butthurt. He was, he I'm was butthurt. trying He's gone. to play up the idea that the Giants are boring as a good thing. Yeah. I think he was trying to be like. I'm not having fun here either. <laughs> like this, you know, he's, he's trying to tell him like, we just put our head down and we go about doing our job and blah, 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 blah. Maybe he kind of fucking misses a little bit of the fun and he's trying to like put this positive spin. That's what these guys do. That's what they, that's what they wanted. We just put our head down. We work trying to play that game a little bit. Like it could be partially like he didn't like all the flash and crazy shit going on in Chicago, but maybe he wants a little bit of that in in San Francisco, but he can't say that, right? I mean, San Francisco is also the home of fucking Willie Mays and Barry Bonds, who were nothing like they yeah, were the best players him. ever, and they were also flashy as shit. They were they were above the game. They were so good. Yeah, but these are the guys that he's playing with now. Like, and I and I do agree that the that the Giants seem to be like just like a. Work a day, get it done, team, and they surprised everybody by doing that. And when you and when you compare them to the Padres, you know, oh, bat flips and chains and all that stuff. It's a different vibe. Uh, L.A. is L.A., you know, and they'll always be somewhat flashy. And uh, but yeah, the Giants surprised everybody. I like what John Pickett says here. He says we get mad at broadcasters for talking about Javi style. We got mad at Clint Hurdle, the ex-Pirates manager. Um, you know, for, for getting, for getting on hobby. And I think maybe that is something to it. It's like, oh, for KB to say those same words. And we've talked about flashy being code in yeah. a way for your hot doggy character. And, you know, and I don't, I mean, shit, Chris speaks the same language we all do. So he flashy is a, somewhat loaded. And I know that's a style of play that a lot more players are employing over time. But it also has been code for uh, brown players, you know, and you don't hear a lot of white guys getting called flashy. And the only thing a guy that can come to mind is Trey Turner. And even then, yeah. I don't think anybody's calling him flashy. The only guy I would call a flashy 
player just because he had that one slide where I, you know, where he slid like nine feet past home recently. That's just one right. time he did that, though. I don't think he's known for that. <clears throat> just saying, flashy is a word that's usually used in a very specific uh, fashion, and right. KB used it twice, and it was not lost on me and other Cubs fans. Yeah, about you generally who that don't say be. that about a lot of the white players. I don't. I can't think of one time. I can't think of an example. I'm sure it's happened, but I can't think of it. Well, um, and, and and partially because our fucking dads tell us not to do that shit when we're fucking like eight years old. Quit having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Put your head down. Rub dirt in it. Who cares? Yeah. You're hurt. <laughs> yeah. This. Yeah. You. I, I mean, I literally heard a little league. Uh, coach yell at a kid for uh, not getting hit by the ball. You know, and it's just like, motherfucker, like, really? Like, the kid got scared of the ball. And it would have hit him. Like, But that's the kind of shit that is going on in the white neighborhoods. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So that's why we don't have flashy white players, because they never got the opportunity to have a good fucking time. Right. And that's also why Kids in general across all races, nationalities just don't like the game because all these fucking asshole coaches don't let them enjoy themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're like, <laughs> like, how is this fun? <laughs> don't dance after that touchdown. You know, like, all right. So, um, uh, on to other white people. <laughs> <laughs> the Rickets are giving themselves a plaque <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, yeah, and I'm these... going. Uh, we'll have a full report on this, so I don't want to get into it too much. We'll talk about it on the next show. But Crawley and I are heading down there tomorrow to – I'm, I'm going to do uh, hopefully a fair amount of booing um, uh, when I see those guys. I, they probably – I hope we get more people taking pictures of, you know, Ricketts uh, – Look, looking surprised that he's getting booed. Um, last time we booed Marquis. Now I think we'll be booing him. But John Greenberg tweeted, I wasn't planning on writing today, but when the Cubs announced that the Ricketts family is essentially honoring itself with a plaque, well, dot, 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 he tweeted. And yeah. then he uh, here's the article. So the Cubs opening up a new Hall of Fame and throwing a party uh, during epic losing streak. And um, well, in, in going with that, I have this that kind of popped out. They announced uh, what the hall of, who's in the Hall of Fame, and uh, full count Tommy immediately jumps in. No, Sammy, the Ricketts sure are pros at stepping on their own dicks. This is going to be one of my TFCs, but yeah, the the Ricketts sure are pros at stepping on their own dicks because yeah, fifty six plaques, none of them with Sammy Sosa's name on it. Jesus, that's so stupid. Oh, like, my God. I, and other people were saying, like, no Aramis Ramirez, no Derek Lee. Like, I get it. Those guys aren't on there. Uh, you've got to have people to put in later. But how is Sammy Sosa not on the first ballot Cubs Hall of Fame induction thing? Right? Like, there's a ton of players in this franchise. Same reason he's not history. in the Hall of Fame. Same yeah. exact reason he's not in the Hall of Fame. is They can't do it. They can't put him there. Even though there is a Pete Rose statue in front of the I was going to say, actually, Cincinnati. the Cubs Hall of Fame, the Wrigley Hall of Fame, they literally can do it. That yeah. is the one place that they can do it and honor him, but they won't because... They're dickheads. He has not apologized to the Ricketts family 
for I have no idea what because the Riggins didn't own the fucking Cubs when Sammy played for the Cubs. So yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And so they so they're giving the plaque. I guess it's going to be out in left field is what everybody's guess is because there was construction over there and they kind of had it walled off. That is an area of the bleachers uh, where it, it's like the, the only reason people really go down that hall is to get into the main bowl and also to get – now, maybe I shouldn't report on all this before I – I'm just speculating here. But that's not, uh, that's not a, a widely used area. It's usually used during um, rain delays somewhere to hang out during rain delays in left field. That's, that's the guess is where it's going to be by the bullpen. Um, it just plaques on the wall. It's not the, the museum that I think I, I'd rather have. I mean, I don't get I, all excited about have, plaques. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, when we were down in Kansas city, I walked through the uh, Royals hall of fame that they had there. And it was literally, I mean, it wasn't very big, there was just kind of a, a one quick loop, uh, but they had a little more than plaques. They had some things up on the wall, but you don't need a lot of space to do some pretty cool stuff. I thought it was, I thought it was great. They finally have a place to put the fucking World Series trophy that you can always see it and you know know right where it is. Where is it right now? Do you know? I'm not, I've not seen it all year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they'll have it represented there in the in the field. I wish uh, and I hope that, you know, there is um, Buck O'Neill is in this 56 names. I don't know if he is. He probably isn't. But uh, probably uh, is. I'll look at it. I'll look at it. Um, I, actually, I think I do know where the World Series trophy is. It's in the, the lobby of the Cubs offices. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's where it is. They got all most of that stuff right where there. Where fans are not allowed, probably. Yeah, nobody can see it without <laughs> going through a metal detector and shit. So, um, so yeah, so there, we'll we'll have a full report on that. Uh, it's it's cool that they're doing that. They're doing the plaques. Ricketts giving himself a fucking award and putting themselves <laughs> on the plaque. You know, guess Sam, what? Sammy Sosa doesn't get in. But Ricketts, the Ricketts do. do, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's in bad taste. You don't give yourself a plaque. People give you a plaque. We said that yeah. le- last night Be- on the green room. Somebody gives you a plaque, right? And then you're like, thank you for this plaque. Why don't we put this over here in my Hall of Fame place that we have? All you have to do is be halfway thinking. You don't even need it to be a real thing. You can tell your friend, Mr. Rich Moneybags, somewhere else, to give you the plaque, <laughs> just yeah. so you don't do it. Um, like Major League Baseball gives you yeah. a plaque. Theo Epstein now, you know, working in the front office gives you the plaque, you know, or some get figure yeah. it out. But it's it it look bad optics, bad, bad. I mean, and that billionaires tend to do that. Uh, I've got a, a TFC about that. In fact, I'll bring it up. Speaking of billionaires, did you see what Steve Cohen of the Mets? Uh, tweeted out today after the disappointing offense of New York. Hey, everybody, a quick message. Uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early, ad-free, and you help the Sunranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay. We got a website hosting uh, due real quick. Uh, we've got uh, our uh, stream yard that we've got to pay for. We got tickets and beer. We got There's expenses, people. There's expenses with keeping the show on the air, and you should help us pay for it um 
Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o, and become a patron today. Uh, We'd really appreciate it. There are 105 other Cubs fans that have done exactly that, and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto show stand the air patreon.com slash sunranto you can pay all at once it's like ten dollars if you buy each one of us a beer at the ballpark for doing the show that's like three dollar level if you want the photographs and you want the uh, music it's five dollar level if you want to get your name on the end of our live recording as a as a special supporter of the Sunranto show that's a ten dollar level I know some of you guys can afford it um if you're if you love Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out then please become a patron patreon.com slash and I won't bother you again about this because you'll be getting the free ad free feed straight to your patreon account but you don't you gotta listen to ads like this one you could you don't need to you don't need to one dollar will change all that patreon.com slash um, it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. Like, there's your – now, at least we don't have Ricketts tweeting that shit out. You know what I mean? Like, it could get worse. Um, and I'm like, this is the team that traded for Javier Baez talking about <laughs> plate discipline. I was like, yeah, good exactly. luck. I mean, at least and my thought when I was like at the gym today, I was like, well, maybe we'll get him back because I, I thought he'd be a good fit in New York, you know, with his friend, you know, playing with Lindor. I'm like, well, maybe now they're going to see him. And like Cohen says, no, you can't have him because he's an undisciplined hitter. OPS doesn't lie. <laughs> he says, um, wow. yeah, that's, that's a terrible look. They, I mean, the ownership should never be out like that. Somebody needs to go through your old emails. You don't just give it to people. You don't let people know that you're an idiot. You make them go through and hack into your old emails. That's how we do it in yeah. Chicago. <laughs> so we got a couple of uh, qu- uh, comments here about the uh, event ceremony. I'll be Nathan Sneed will be there at the plaque event tomorrow to boo with Crawley and I. Nice. And Guy Sirius says, what time is the booing? I believe it's at 6. 6 Central, I believe, is when the booing will commence. We'll be down there getting a little saucy before going going in with uh, all the other season ticket holder people. So there's be, a, I think, a fair amount of people all revved up to boo. Um, the mayor's going to be there, too, to boo. Boo her. Uh, well, I'm going to boo everybody. Crane yeah. Kenny, the Ricketts, Papa Joe will be there because it's his money and pr- who bought that bought the plaque. <laughs> anyway. Um, a little bit of Cubs news. I was going to thank our Will good Pete friend. Will be there with, like, uh, handing out, like, burgers and hot dogs and shit? But, yeah, I believe we'll be getting our beef passports from Nebraska <laughs> as well. They, they hand everybody a beef yeah. passport when yeah. they come in. Pete will be there with beef pass- passports. Then we'll get uh, Todd coming through, throwing away hot dogs to the fans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the other day uh, a friend of mine, I won't name who it is, uh, just in case it gets back, uh, a friend of mine that works at Wrigley, they had that double header the other day. And I guess normally they've, they, you know, because the it was a day night. So it was a 120 start and a seven. Yeah. And um, so the staff had to hang around. Well, because of that, they feed the, uh, the staff. They feed all the vendors and everything and the ushers and everything. 
They gave them one hot dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. One hot dog is all they got. So cheap, 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 cheap. So, um, and then a little bit of Cubs news. I was going to thank Billy DeVore for for lighting up Winkler once again, and the Fonz is no more. He got DFA'd. I don't know what happens from here. Uh, but ever since they, you know, uh, the sticky stuff we went through, and ever since the sticky stuff was outlawed, he was dog shit. Maybe he can figure it out some other way, but you know, it didn't pass the eye test to me, and it certainly didn't pass the the uh, no sticky stuff <laughs> test. So, if you ain't well, cheating, you ain't winning. I'm I'm all for uh, Winkler being DFA, just gone. There's no no reason for that guy to be on the team. I am really surprised about the next guy that John I, didn't, I didn't know that before the podcast here. Yeah, it it didn't. I mean, he wasn't good. He had. I mean, he's got speed. You know, is he, coming up. I mean, first of all, it wasn't. But he he doesn't have options. That that it, it's the fact that they DFA'd him and they didn't just send him back. You know, he, but uh, who are they making room? For? He was selected off waivers. Uh, from the Cubs, uh, from the Mets. So, yeah. So I, I think, uh, you know, they're He's going to try to pick up with another team. Somebody may take him that needs like a speed guy. You know what I mean? Like, um, he doesn't really fit on this team. Like, I don't think he's going to be the future center fielder. (laughs) I think on this team, Danny. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, (laughs) so, I mean, you could have had him, but you know, whatever they, they would have had to keep him. Maybe they got other plans for the 40 man. I don't know, but yeah, he was, he John was, Pinkus says it's a 40 man roster situation. He yeah. Thinks. I think they needed a pitcher today and they just had to do someone. So 0.3 war he was worth, which I mean, <laughs> you don't hate that point, um, a 0.3 war. He, he's been there for like a month on a team that's lost 12 straight games how the fuck did he get point three war? That's impressive, actually. Yeah, he, he ended up batting two sixty nine for us. Nice, uh, with a two ninety six OBP, and uh, he was a seventy five yeah, OPS you, you plus. Don't have I mean, back, yeah, back to each other that way. Twenty seven plate appearances only, uh, which is about what he did for the Mets overall. He's batting two seventy seven. Uh, you know, he's got zero power. He's never hit a home run in the major leagues, so. He's fast. Right. He'll steal your base here, there. You know, I don't know if he's going to be one of those dudes that, you know, catches on when they expand rosters or something. You know, we'll see. Uh, but thanks, Jonas. We will forget about you soon. <laughs> well, we'll never I'm forget not, your name. Yeah. I will never forget your name. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yes. He's, so, the on- he's still, I, I reported on this before, but he's still the only MLB player ever named Jonas. Yeah, and he probably will be for quite some time. <laughs> um, uh, Adrian Sampson, I don't know. Uh, he pitched today. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about him. Effectively wild. I put up his numbers before. I mean, it, I don't understand how this guy's still, like, hanging around, to be honest. It's never really gone well for him. He's just one of those. He went out to Korea. He came back, ended up with the Cubs in Iowa. Like, this isn't. this is just one of those dudes that, I guess you can give a start to when you really yeah. need. I, I don't know. I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself, like, you need somebody because you got, uh, you know, Alzali on the IL. 
and you just got rid of Arietta. You got to have somebody you to have somebody. take some innings. He took four innings. He threw 69 pitches. Nice. So, you know, you got to have somebody doing that. Yeah. I mean, so it, I, he might it, be it's good crazy. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, who do we have now? We've got Steele. We've got uh, Keegan Thompson, um, Adrian Mills. Sampson, Mills, Davies. And then Hendra, Hendra. Hendricks. Yeah. So we got, so, we got six guys, and but the first three that I said are all guys that are going to get you about probably four innings. They're, yeah. they're you can't rely on them to you know try and get to seven innings like uh, Hendricks or a Davies possibly. Yeah, and I wonder if they're going to space out their starts and just kind of see what they have. And I, I think this is the thing that we were talking about the other day that we're hoping for is that we just want to we want to see the dudes that could be part of the future. We don't have really too much interest in guys that aren't going to be part of the future program. Get these dudes the at-bats that they need in these last this last month and a half of the season. And let's just see what we got. And uh, and then we, we build on it in spring, you know. So, uh, uh, that, oh, that's the, maybe we should wait for Crawley to look at the spring schedule. But I did want to point out that it's the spring schedule did come out. And I'm uh, I'm a li- I, I'm disappointed because there is not one weekend in which there are two home games like Friday Saturday or Saturday Sunday. It doesn't oh, wow. ex- it doesn't exist until the last week of spring training, which is 26th and 27th. Which by that point, that's like three days before opening day. So I'm just like, well, might as well just you know, wait, but um, it looks like the most home games are going to be the last week of that. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking at. The 20th, uh, the 20th through the 29th, they play the White Sox twice to end spring. The 20th through 29th, they have the most home games. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven home games during that time and one off day in there before the season starts. So, I, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at at a time to be out there. Possibly that works out with my schedule. Possibly it doesn't. But other than that, there's not really good weekends to do it. And, you know, Milwaukee, we, we got on the weekend twice. They play in Maryvale. The other time uh, they play on the weekend is Oakland, which is actually really close in the Ho-Ho Camp Park where the they used to play. But then they go out to Cincinnati the next day. So it's not a great-looking schedule to me for – catching a lot of games at Sloan Park. But if you want to see games at other places, well, God's Well, and, and the games at the other places would probably be a lot cheaper than the ones at Sloan Park anyway. So maybe you actually plan it that way. Yeah, I'm kind of like a, you know, I've seen all those parks. It's spring training. I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. But, yeah, so anyway, if the spring training schedule came out, Act accordingly. <laughs> I'm going to try to go to that last week. That's what I'm looking at. So um, that's the last thing I want to bring up. Now let's talk about the Royals, and I'll go through this pretty quick because they're a last-place team. So now you got a, a, a team that would be in, a la- in last place, the Chicago Cubs and a lot of other divisions. And, and the only reason we would have been interested in this is to see Jorge Soler come back. And he's, and he's not he's even no going to be with the team. He's so. Yeah, he's on the Braves. We don't even face anymore. So they're at 51 and 67. They're last place behind the White Sox. And I've already seen them twice this year, and I've seen them beat the White Sox twice this year. So 
Solaire won the one game single handedly yep. for the, for the Royals. He's not around. And then uh, I saw the the Royals beat the White Sox at uh, Comiskey. So then the last two games they've beaten Houston. So they can beat good teams. Uh, apparently, the, can they beat bad teams like the Cubs? That's the question. So, but they have beaten Houston twice. And then they play them tonight and tomorrow in the daytime, so they don't get any rest for their bullpen. The advantage Cubs, Cubs are off tomorrow. Uh, Greg Holland is hurt, which is too bad because he sucks now, and it would have been nice to face him and light him up. And uh, they did manage to get swept by the Cardinals the series before, so that's not good. Cardinals still in the wild card race, which is annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. I'm annoyed. So uh, offensively, I'll just run through this. They have the fifth-worst OPS. They can't hit. Now Solaire's off the team. They have the third-fewest homers in the majors. Now Solaire's off the team. They've taken the fewest walks in the major leagues. They've got, But they've got the third-fewest strikeouts in the major leagues. They're second in stolen bases with 83. It's a lot. Yeah. They're a speed team. They have scored the seventh-fewest runs but before you get all excited, the Cubs have only scored 22 more than them. Yeah, so it's not really great. Uh, their pitching is abysmal. They got a 492 team ERA, which is the fourth worst in the majors. Their bullpen ain't much better. 463 out of the bullpen. Cubs is 420, so smoke them if you got them. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little lower now after today, I think. So uh, they've given up the eighth most homers in the majors out of the bullpen, and the seventh most walks out of the bullpen. Average strikeouts. They have a league average defense as far as errors go, and they have – I thought they were going to be a good defensive team. They are not. They have the third worst dirt in the majors at 679. Wow. The Cubs are still under 700 at 693, still under yeah. league average. Yet Salvador Perez, they got a good catcher. Highest caught steal, one of the fourth highest, the fourth highest caught stealing at thirty three percent. Cubs only at nineteen percent. Oh, and that's how the Royals are going to beat them. You know, they steal bases, and uh, I mean Wilson's not going to be there, so you got Chirinos and Romine trying to throw these guys out. Yeah, it's not. You just can't let them on base. But they don't. They don't oh, strike you out. Also a lot. Have, you also have David Bodie trying to tag people. Yeah, yeah, Burr. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. Like David Bodie, he did something today. Oh yeah, that un, that double play where he caught the ball and and stepped on second to double off uh, Vado. No, I I missed that. I was yeah, I was, was listening to the game minor, and stuff, so I didn't see everything. He had whoever it was that hit that played perfectly. Shoot, catches the ball, steps on second, double play, doubled off Vado who had doubled, and. He somehow managed to make that look stupid. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a good play. I mean, he had him play perfectly, but it, it just, there's no smoothness to it. Like, just like lumbered over, blop, blop, blop. Like, I think he needs to shave his beard, like you, Michael. Oh, uh, my wife saw his beard yesterday and commented it was too much. She said, that's, he, it's he a little much. Be, because he's doing the thing where it just goes crazy. Yeah, you know, and it kind of just goes crazy. Like, I think that's what the ladies liked about Jake's beard was it was it was well done and yeah formed and 
Yeah, this guy just... And it was on a Pilates body rather than a Bodhi body. Yeah, Bodhi body. Yeah, th- that's a dad bod, if I ever see you. That's a definite dad bod. Uh, I wish I had that bod, which is where I, I, I might I might be crawling towards, like, grandpa bod now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, heading towards, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm actually becoming a woman. I, I think I've... I've <laughs> I'm growing brushed, unfortunately. Um, so uh, the weather uh, in Chicago, this is what's forecast. Friday, beautiful. 82, down to 70. Gorgeous all-day games, 120, as God intended. 84, a little hotter on Saturday, down to 68. But looks like we might get a little afternoon shower. That hopefully does not affect the Bleacher Bum Band show, which is going to be at G-Man Tavern. Only $5, so come on out. We're going to go at 5 o'clock. Maybe we have to push it a little bit if there's a rain delay and stuff. But, you know, depending on how the game is going, we'll probably start at 5 anyway. But 84, maybe a little rain. And then beautiful 79 and sunny, just gorgeous uh, uh, to go out to the ballpark. If you're going, the tickets are so cheap on StubHub right now. You can get in for – you can get really good seats for like 10 12 bucks now. And so use our link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. Buy yourself some tickets. Go down to the ballpark. It is empty. Get yourself the cheapest seat that you can get, even if it's not a seat you want, because I guarantee you're going to be able to sit around in some seat you want, except the bleachers. The bleachers is probably the only place that will actually be full. Get yourself a cheap seat. Find yourself some seats that maybe expired on StubHub that you saw that were some in some other section that you'd like to sit in. Go sit in those with your cheap tickets. Yep. All right. Uh, do you remember this guy, uh, Chris Bubik, the lefty? We faced him last year. Bubik. No. No, I don't remember him at all. But- yeah, uh, because we called him pubic a lot, which was funny to us. Which I'm sure, yeah, oh, I I knew that. <laughs> I don't well, remember him. I do remember anybody named pubic is definitely going to be called pubic. So he was kind of pitching out of the uh, the pen here and there. Then, he, then he's been starting a little bit uh, this year. And he was absolute dog shit against St. Louis on August 15th. 1.1 innings. Nine hits, seven runs, a walk and a strikeout. He managed to give up two home runs, and his ERA bloomed from 443 to 509 in one start. Just terrible. But he was pretty good before that against St. Louis uh, the time before, and he went six innings, like four starts in a row. Uh, So he's got something. He's a young guy, and he's a lefty. The Cubs, some of them have seen him, um, uh, and nobody's done shit off of him. (laughs) But, I, I mean, love that you keep putting Nick Madrigal in here. I don't put Nick Madrigal in. He just <laughs> happens to face have uh, been one of the guys. He's he's in the baseball reference that I uh, screenshot here. So, but Wilson zero for three, Bodie zero for two, Hayward zero for two. Obviously, it did not go well against uh, Bubik. Pubic. Uh, Austin Romine has a base hit. That's as much as I could tell you about. We don't do well. We haven't seen him much. Hopefully, uh, that one time seeing him like the Cardinals did, now we got a book and we can do what the Cardinals did to him in his last start because it was dog shit. Uh, Zotch Davies is going to go up there, uh, and he actually wasn't bad, which really pissed me off because he has sucked. (laughs) He he sucked 
And nobody wanted him at the trade deadline. And he was one of the guys that we're probably not going to see. I don't think they re-sign him. He, get, the, he doesn't get traded. Then he gives up seven runs twice, only going six innings over two games, gives up 14 fucking runs. Then he decides to pull it together against Miami. Not that it mattered because we lost. Only gave up three runs through six. It's a quality start. Strikes out seven. Like, what the crap? And how? And I was looking at his start before. He gives up four runs on seven hits against Cincinnati on July 28th, and we still couldn't get it. He strikes out eight two games in a row. And we still can't get anybody to take him. He's, uh, you know, and you off. know what? You, you say you don't think he'll be back. I think this is exactly the type of guy that comes back. We don't need another slow baller. We got Mills. He's cheap. Davies actually cost you money. Yeah. Um, the Royals well, have barely seen him. Uh, Michael A. Taylor, who's now at, on the Royals, I don't know if he still is, uh, is three for six, uh, but with a double. There's nothing to look at here. Whit Merrifield's over three. Salvador P- Perez is one for three. We haven't seen him either. Then a guy you've never heard of because he's a rookie, Carlos Hernandez is going up there. He gave up four through six on eight hits against Houston. Uh, but he's been good as three starts before that it, against the Yankees, and that's a tough lineup. He only gave up one run uh, on five hits through 6.2, got into the seventh. He gave up one run to the White Sox on two hits through five. That's uh, pretty impressive, and that's his been his August so far. So this guy's pretty good. Cubs have never seen him. And I think, and it's not been announced. By the way, none of the Royals guys have been announced. I'm making all of this up. So we're, we're guessing, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just counting backwards from the starts. Uh, is anybody saying in the? No, nobody's uh, correcting me in the uh, in the chat here. So may, it's all still speculation. I think Keegan Thompson, who I previewed on the last show. Maybe pitching on Wednesday instead of it was uh, the Korea the dude from Korea. Keegan Thompson is going to get a start, uh, I think, on Saturday. And you know he's been good. He's got a two twenty ERA for the Cubs, mostly out of the pen. He did start one game way back in May, and he's been good. I maybe this dude's a dude. Did we finally develop a good starting pitcher? Nobody's sure about Alzali yet. Keegan Thompson really hasn't gotten a chance to do it. Alzali has. We'll see what he go, what he's got. How far he can go into this game? Uh, they did stretch him out down in Iowa. Uh, any? Uh, do you remember how his last start went? I didn't look it up. In Iowa? Yeah. No, I think I. I if somebody I think knows, I remember in the chat, hearing about it us. that it was okay. I think it was like. Uh, three or four innings and it was okay. It was good. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he's, he's been good. He's only given up uh, seven home runs and 40 innings pitched. I don't think that's all that terrible. I would like to see that come out, come down, but he's uh, struck out 43 and walked 22. You'd like to see those walks come down. We'll see what we got out of this guy. Um, and he's, and that's going to be basically some, a, a entire game of two teams that have never seen the pitcher that they're going against. So it's all going to be brand new. And so will this game because uh, Daniel Lynch is who I'm guessing goes out. Another lefty. He's got a 512 ERA on the season. So he's uh, not that great. But last time he went out there, he only gave, and it's really only one outing that did that to him. He went 0.2 against the White Sox and gave up 
eight innings and didn't get out of the first inning. I mean, wait, gave up eight runs and didn't get out of the first inning. So it was bad. Um, but last time against Houston, he was really good. He only gave up one run on four hits through seven. So this guy might, I mean, Royals have sucked for a few years now. Maybe they're putting it back together. These are obviously some of the young dudes that they're pulling up after drafting over the last few years. Um, Alec Mills is is announced for the Cubs. He was good last time against Miami, although we lost. He gave up set, uh, two runs on seven hits, went 5.2. And um, he gave up two runs uh, in his start before that. He, he uh, gave up – it was in the doubleheader start – no runs on one hit through 2.1. The start before that, two runs on eight hits through six against Colorado. In Colorado, that's yeah, not bad. So basically, it's just, you know, we have to score. The Cubs have to score three runs. They'll be fine. And the bats <laughs> came alive in the Cincinnati series. So the Royals, uh, not much to look at here either. Uh Whit Merrifield 0 for 3. I mean, everybody's got three at-bats against him. Uh, Aldoberto Mondesi, Ryan O'Hearn, and Salvador Perez have all seen him, too. Uh, they all got hits. O'Hearn has a double. So not much to see here. It's mostly all these games are dudes that we just haven't seen, and they haven't seen us. And it's a interleague game against two very young, inexperienced teams at this point. And um, – <laughs> yeah, it should should be a, a who's who a who's that all yeah. weekend long. <laughs> so one twenty stars, beautiful weather though. So that's why Ricketts bought the club for weekends like this. Yes, selling exactly. them twelve dollar beers, cup snakes galore. Uh, so let me ask you, uh, you know, kind of what do you what do you see happening? I'll play the temperature check drop as soon as I find it. Um, Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. <laughs> yes. Their rookies are more rookie-ish than our rookies is how I see it. So I, I Only think any- because their rookies are on average five years younger than our rookies. Yes. And <laughs> uh, exactly. And they're real rookies. They're rookies that they plan on go except for like Sal Perez, you know, and like, you know, they do have some guys. They still got Whit Merrifield somehow. Yeah. You know, they went and got Michael E. Taylor, uh, who, I don't know, is he even playing? Like, I, I don't watch the Royals. I don't even remember him playing in those games. But it, it's, you know, it that I saw. But it's it seems like they've got the, bet, the, the edge on pitching. Like, right. the younger pitching. I just promising don't. Promising I mean, anything could happen, really. Don't if gamble on this series. If, yeah, I was, yeah, I was just going to say that. If you're betting on this, you have a problem. Because there's no fucking way you can figure this out. Because nobody knows anything about any of these guys. Uh, you, I mean, anything can happen in these. And uh, so, I don't know. Uh, two and one? I don't know which Cubs way. T- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Cubs take two, uh, two of three. I mean, you're back at Wrigley. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say Cubs sweep just to stick on 69 yeah. throughout the there week. There you go. That's right. That's what we're rooting for. So we're going Cubs sweep. But I've been jinxing everything. I've been pretty good. 69 to the weekend. Yeah. 69 through the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the show. Uh, that's what I'm going to call it. 69 through the weekend. 
Uh, that should get some clicks. Yeah. <laughs> I should think about that more. So uh, announcements, as I said, Bleacher Bum Band, we're going. The tickets are available. Get them at uh, gmantavern.com slash events. Uh, I'll put that up in the in the in the in the chat here in two seconds, and you can buy your tickets. Please buy them ahead of time uh, because then we kind of know who's coming in. They are vaxxed only now. They're still trying to talk to them today, and I said, "Hey, what is this new? Because there's a new mask mandate. I don't know what that means. Neither do they. Everybody, unfortunately, a lot of this is coming down to the bars, but I think it helps them know." how many people they can let into the front part of the bar if they know how many people are going to the back of the bar. So even though I know there will be tickets to buy later at the door, it might be helpful in this environment if you go to gmantavern.com slash events and buy the tickets there. Hey, buy tickets even if you're not going to come. I would say that it's always helpful to do it beforehand because that's really what shows the venues, you know, what's about to happen or what they can count on. Because when you show up at the thing and you pay right there, it's like, yeah, they kind of see you, but it kind of goes in and out without even really, they sort of know. But when it's on the computer, they're like, oh, look, the Bleacher Bump Band is actually bringing some people in. Like, we're going to have, you know, 35 people back there. Like, it gets them excited about it. Even and even if you're not going, buy a ticket anyway because it's only five dollars and the money will go towards the Bleacher Bum Band, which costs me money to be in. So yeah. that would be great. Um, I mean, literally, we we're we're gonna be homeless again soon. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band, we're we're losing our uh, rehearsal space again, and uh, the minimum is five hundred dollars a month to find a rehearsal space to go make a lot of noise in, or you rent. Each rehearsal for a two-hour rehearsal is at minimum like 40, 50 bucks, depending on the time you can get. So it's like costing us to be in this band. So so if you're not going to go, buy a ticket anyway. Or become a Patreon patron at patreon.com because um, that is all wrapped into all this Cubs bullshit that we do. Uh, the other thing is I'm going to try to figure out someday to go up to uh, Milwaukee and see our good friend Eric uh, – the, the, I know a lot of you hate him because he's our annoying Brewers uh, commentator. But he's at the Milwaukee Improv tomorrow, uh, 19th through the 22nd. If you're up there, why don't you go check him out? Uh, he's opening that venue, and um, he could probably use your support. And then it'll be at the Laughing Tap on August 27th. And on August 29th, he'll be at the Brass Monkey Bar in West Dallas, uh, which is right next to Milwaukee. Uh doing a fundraiser for Batten's disease. So those are his dates. Uh, and um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a, a day I can come this weekend is not going to work out for me, unfortunately, but I'm going to, I'm looking at that laughing tap, the 27th and 28th. I think that might be a time to go up there. Maybe we can put together a little field trip for all of us and I'll meet up there and support Eric. Uh, the last thing is I'm going up tonight. If anybody is in the Evanston area and seeing an old friend, Shana Steele, I know I saw there's old ticket, there's tickets available for that show. She's a great singer, old friend of mine from my rent days back in New York. And uh, we toured together for a little bit. She's out on tour. It's a really hard time to be a musician right now. Uh, so 
go if if you feel like going out tonight, you're looking for something to do, you're watching this now. I I doubt anybody listening to the podcast, but she's on tour. So look her up and see where else she's playing. And if not her, support your local musicians because I don't we don't know what's happening with this virus right now. We're all trying to make it happen. We're all trying to go out there and do our thing. It's a difficult time to do it because the rules keep changing and the virus keeps changing and just support musicians in general, support artists, support your theaters, support all that stuff, because this ain't fun. It's now it's over a year and all the, the variants and shit that keep getting passed around and shit, you know, and the, the kids in quarantine in the, in the unvaccinated States and all that bullshit. That's all fucking us over. So any help you can give your local musicians, is highly appreciated at this point because um, it, it's been a shit year and it's not it's not changing. If you can hear the frustration in my voice, yeah, I'm glad. Um, Guy Sirius <laughs> says, "What role did she play in Rent?" Asked wife. She was a uh, swing, swung all the female parts. I know she played uh, the the um, seasons of Love soloist sometimes. And um, who hits that really high note. And I know that she played Joanne quite a bit. And she might have played Mimi. I'll ask her tonight if she if I get a chance to talk to her after the, the show. I don't know if we even get the chance to, to say hi. I'm hoping we do. But I'm just more want to go support her on the road. Um, all right. Uh, that's my last announcement. And uh, TFC, uh, I'll start real quick. Uh, the Cubs, in, in any, any way they could possibly rip money off of you. They're trying for it. And some sucker's going to do this because you get a chance to throw out the first pitch at Wrigley if you bid on their Stadium Series NFT. Now, this is MLB-wide. So it's MLB is all get these NFTs. And if you don't know what an NFT is, it's basically a way to separate you from your money. Think Pet Rocks. Think yeah. Pet Rocks from back in the 70s where they would literally put little googly eyes on a rock and sell it to you and your idiot, idiot ass bought it or your idiot fucking uncle bought it in, in 1977. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is similar to that, except it's not even a physical rock that you could put on a shelf or something. Like, I got a pet rock. Isn't that funny? No, this is a digital thing that is a one-of-a-kind digital token, non-fungible token. Uh, Bill Sugis, he, he posted something about what an NFT is. And it, it was pretty good articles up on the Ranchers page about it. And I am even less clear about why these should be worth anything, but they're, they're trying to. Anyway, the Cubs are doing an NFT. It, it's like owning a piece of art but not actually ever owning it. Yeah. Well, you own it. <laughs> it's yours. It, but what can you do with that? Show it to other people, and that's you're the only one who has it. But other people can see it, if they'd like, without looking at yours. Well, somebody – because <laughs> – yeah, exactly. And Well, first of all, can't I just, like, take a screenshot of this NFT? Yeah. You know, but that's kind of like, you know, going up to the Mona Lisa and taking a screenshot and be like, look, it's the Mona Lisa, the original. Yeah, it'd be like, I, I own that. I own it. <laughs> so I actually I, do own the Mona Lisa now. 
Yeah, what, what? I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I'll show you the Mona Lisa for two million dollars, and I'll text it to you. I yeah, I, <laughs> I'll text it to you exactly. I'll text you the Mona Lisa. Um, so that's not the the TFC. Which, by the way, TFC this flexing cube. We now that Ivy Envy's gone, we might as well take Internet Muscle Flex back because that's what they called it. It's a much better name. I invented the name. Oh, so yeah, so it's ours anyway. It's <laughs> based on. Just based on you making it up. That's right. I forgot about that. That you named that there. Well, uh, well, we'll we'll keep with the cubes for now. But this cube says, "Great." Cotton McKnight seventy seven says, "Great." I was looking for a new way to give Ricketts money that they won't be spending on a de- uh, on fielding a decent baseball team when this showed up. I can't wait to bid on something with less than no use. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, less than no use is, yeah, that's, that, that's some of our players. That's, uh, <laughs> that's Jake Arrieta. I don't know, man. Schwindel, you might be a thing. Seven, seven days of extra base hits. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on you're, the Schwindel spindle. You're, you're, you're into the Schwindel, <laughs> Can't spell Schwindel without win. Yep. Oh, I love it. All right. Let's see what this is. Uh, my first TFC here. Oh, yeah, this is uh, talking about the players that we have on this team. And uh, he says, look at these guys. Valbuena would be a billionaire if he played today. Just talking about how much better Valbuena <laughs> is yeah. than most of the team. R.I.P. Luis Valbuena. Um, yeah, it's every time he gets brought up, he had such a nice smile. But every time Valbuena gets brought up, I actually get a little sad. Like, he's one of the no. deaths that kind of bother me. So, all right, here's my TFC, not to bring us down. Uh, this one's about the Royals who are about to face, and this one just confuses me. See if you can't, you know, tell me what this means. Juan says, um, I'm going to Wrigley on Friday to watch the Cubs-Royals game. I absolutely despise the Royals. That being said, y'all may see me wearing a Cubs cap. My beautiful hair might also fall off. Now, I see in his picture that he's a Sox fan. So, is he, I mean, so is this fucking asshole going to be wearing a Cubs hat? And even though he's a Sox fan, so he's just coming in to root against the Royals? And who the fuck hates the Royals? (laughs) I despise them. I'm like, dude, it's like kind of a non-team, like, they had those two years, but the Sox were bad at that time, so it wasn't like you were trying to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Just yeah, like it is w- weird. It's not one of the hated teams or fan bases or anything. That you yeah, it just, I was like, dude, you got to see – you got to talk to somebody. Yeah, I feel like he was saying that his beautiful hair might fall off as if, like – He's wearing a Cubs hat and he's like burning him like, you know, I'm going to walk into church yeah. and burst into yeah, flames. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, this just in uh, in the chat, Ramon williams Moncada says, Crawley is a stud. He's not even here. Yeah. So, and Robert Sanchez says, nobody ever said Sox fans were bright. No. Nope. Nobody. Not on nobody this show. Said that. Nope. That's for uh, sure. Then I have this one from Michael Cerami. Uh, freaking millennials always <laughs> on their phone, and it's a picture of two uh pretty old people. I'm gonna say they're uh, 60s in their 60s, <laughs> both sitting at the game 
on their phones, totally staring at their phones and not looking at the field at all. I commented on this post from Michael, and I said, cut them some slack. They're checking their glucose levels. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which is also a fat joke. And rude. I shouldn't be making fat jokes. Um, But as a fat guy, I feel like, eh, why not? Um, I got this one. And I, I don't remember if I brought this on the last show. You could tell me if I did or not. Super 70 Sports said, The Afghan government collapsed so swiftly, I had to check and make sure it wasn't owned by the Ricketts family. Oh, my God. No, you did not bring this on the show, but I saw this, and I laughed, and I was looking for it later, and I couldn't find it. Yes, that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. You got another that's one? A, that is that – is, that that we have to end there, right? That's the ultimate internet muscle flex on the Ricketts family. It is pretty good, but I got one more. Okay, I do have one more, and uh, this one actually comes from. I was wishing Crawley was here because this one comes from Brett Anderson, the former Cubs pitcher and Crawley nemesis. Um, he, Brett Anderson tweeted, "Crazy to think that I could never get anyone out ever again." And still feel better about my career than Trevor Bowers. Yeah. Ooh. We haven't talked about Trevor on this show because I don't want to. No. I, I, I don't want to. It, suffice it to say, if you wonder uh, where we're at on that topic, fuck Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I mean, we might have talked about it when it first came out. I don't remember. But it, that was – that's this is – that's ugly. So – that's some ugly-ass shit. So, uh, off day tomorrow, and then uh, we got the Royals for three-day games, and I guess we'll be probably back at you Sunday night. Yep. And um, if, you're, uh, if you're bored uh, and you're looking for something, you go over to our Reddit page. It's r slash Sunranto, and you can read 122 right now. I'm going to have a, the 122. Oh, we, didn't do the, we didn't do the poems today. No, I didn't have one for today's game anyway. It's fine. All right, all right. But uh, if you want to go read, read, go the, read poems, the poems, there's yeah. 122 poems on there about this shitty season. Each game, you can see if you want to look at those. Uh, also, if you can't afford to give us money on the Patreon, you see the, our Patreons going down there at the bottom. Patreon.com. Like, tell other people preferably people who have more money than you to listen to our show. If you like our show, your friends will probably like our show. So tell them and, you know, or when they're in the car, like play it for them or whatever, but maybe they'll like to spend a couple hours every twice a week. And and for the podcast, you can uh, listen on fast forward. It won't even take that long. And we sound good sped up. I've heard it. I've heard it. And we, we talk, we talk faster than other I, – I talk pretty fast, and I, I talk faster. We than, talk fast, and we go longer. There is more content in this podcast than any other podcast. Yeah, no doubt. And less numbers. Yeah, way less numbers. <laughs> so, uh, as David Kaplan would say, Spookog! Or go Cubs backwards. <laughs> Always funny. Always fucking funny, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Spagog, everybody. Spagog.
ticket in my hands No ring upon my finger Because I am just a fan And I spent most of my money On sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation Had the city tightly rocked With a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations Who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way
driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.